Welcome to the 5511 Podcast, inspiring stories of God's power being poured out globally in the lives of ordinary people. Hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. This podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. Hello and welcome to 5511, supported by EEM, where every story is a living example of Isaiah 5511. I'm Dirk, and joining me again is Brooke Kell and Peyton Armstrong. Hi, guys. How are you today? Hey, Dirk. Good. How are you? Doing good. So, Brooke, what's new in your world? Anything exciting going on? Well, as I transition into summer, I'm going to move home to Arkansas for a couple of months and spend time at home, and I'm looking forward to just kind of switching up my routine. Yeah, that'll be nice. On the lake with mom and dad? Yeah, I hope to spend some time on the lake and just be outside a lot this summer. That can be good and bad. I, I mean, yeah. It could be 112 <laughs> degrees. Humidity. <laughs> Having lived in Arkansas, I, I refer to it as standing sweat yeah. weather. Oh, yeah. no. What about you, Peyton? What's going on? Just kind of hanging out right now. We're counting down to a little mini weekend vacation in Gatlinburg with some friends soon. Man, I love it up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Me so too. nice and the temperature drops significantly mm-hmm. and then the views are just breathtaking. Well, and where your parents Brooke have their house yeah. up by the lake. I mean, anything like that, you just see God's magnificence in creation. Oh yeah. Just so so pretty. All right, well this is episode number 2. Um, we survived episode number one. We did. So we made it to the second one. Yeah, we all did did all right. All right, so today's story is one that we just call the Romanian missionary story. Um, this is a fun one. This one happened to me probably been eight or nine years at least. But we, uh, I used to speak all over the country, and we used to do these events, and we were doing an event in Arkansas, as a matter of fact, uh, and somebody came up to me and said, hey, there's a guy here who's a missionary to Romania, he and his wife, and he really wants to meet you. And I said, great, yeah, I'd love to meet him too. And told me his name, and so I'm at the back waiting to go up, and I mean, I'm about five minutes from going up and and presenting, and there's like two or 300 people there, and this guy comes up, introduces himself and says, hey, I'm so-and-so, I want to meet you. And I said, oh, yeah, man, I'm so glad to meet you and would love to visit with you. He said, hey, I just wanted to share a story with you. Do you have time for a story? And literally, I looked down at my watch and I said, I got like five minutes. And he said, I'll make it quick. <laughs> so I'll see if I can make it as quick as he did. He says to me, way back when my wife and I decided to be missionaries and we chose Romania so we do all the stuff that you're supposed to do we go to language school and we're learning all about the country of Romania and we get plopped into the country and we start trying to communicate with people and we look at each other and we say man how do we even start this job of teaching people about Jesus and he said our language skills were not what the school told us they were going to be And we were communicating on a child's level, so it hit us. Man, that's where we start. We start with the kids, and let's just visit and and talk to the children. How do we do that? Well, we heard about you guys. We heard about EEM. And so we reached out and said, hey, can you get us any of those children's Bibles in Romanian? 
you all said, yep, absolutely. How many do you need? We asked for 300. You guys sent 400 with a note that said, you're young missionaries, you're going to need more than you think you need. Well, the fact of the matter was, he said, we actually needed 100 more than that. So we asked for 100 more. He said, we, went, we did all these little reading programs with parents and kids, and it was fantastic. I mean, we just had an amazing time, and we handed out all those Bibles. He said, now, fast forward. The church that we were planting has now outgrown anything that we could rent or anybody's house we could meet in. And this is, I'm talking like 10 years later. And he said, so we bought property, which was unbelievable that we got property. So we buy this property and we begin praying about building a building, which was just phenomenal that we were even contemplating doing that. So we're in this time of prayer and fasting to raise the money to, to build this building, and I get a knock on my door. I open the door and there's a guy standing there and he hands me this piece of paper. He asked me, are you so-and-so? And I said, yes, I am. He said, well, you're being summoned to appear before the mayor. So I open it up and I find out that the bishop of the Orthodox Church in Romania has, he, he's put forth a, a complaint against us and filed a grievance and it's halting our process so in this time period of before i got to appear before the mayor man we are praying fast about this and i'm nervous i'm thinking oh what is going to happen in this meeting this is terrible and so the day comes we go to this meeting we get ushered into the mayor's office it's very very small i've got two of my elders with me who decide to go with me and who comes in right behind us but the bishop of the Orthodox Church in full regalia with two of his colleagues. He said, man, you could have cut the tension with a knife in that little space. He said, but then we get ushered into the, to the mayor's office. Mayor doesn't come in for a little while. We're sitting there and I'm trying to be nice. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, be Christ-like, be Christ-like. This is the guy that's wreaking havoc on all that you want to do, Jesus, but I got to be like you. And the mayor comes in. And he's got all the paperwork of this public grievance in his hand. And he's thumbing through it, and he's looking through it, and he's looking at me, and he's looking at the bishop. And finally he looks up and he says, you know, I've looked through all this, and I've decided I think it would be a good thing if our town has another church. I'm throwing this out. The bishop was livid. He stood up. He was irate, stormed out of there, stomped out, and he said, Man, I got up and I thought, I'm getting out of here before I mess anything up. He said, I stood up and I started to walk out. And the mayor looks at me and said, not you, sit down. And the mayor comes up and he sits down and he gets real quiet. He looks up at me and he's, I mean, he's just real close to us. And he said, um, you know, 10 years ago when you were handing out those children's Bibles? I said, yes, sir. He said, well... My granddaughter got one of those Bibles, and it changed our lives. We started reading stories that we had never read before. He said, we uh, looked in the front of that book, and there was an address, and we reached out to those people and just said, hey, could you get us a Bible? And they sent us everything we wanted. He said, we're now believers because of that children's Bible. So let me tell you what. You build that church building, and you keep preaching Jesus, and anything you need you come see me. As I've said to people, 
when I tell this story. I'm sorry, I get a little emotional telling it. Do you think that when this missionary was handing out those children's Bibles, he said, okay, wait a second, I'm down to my last Bible or so, and this, I get, here's a little girl, I need her to get this Bible. Come here, little girl, because your granddad is going to be the mayor of our town sometime, and I'm going to need him on my side because, it, no, he didn't know that. Mm-mm. It's kind of like last episode, Brooke, when you brought up the parable of the sower. Yeah. He's through the seed. Yeah. And the spirit takes it where he wants to. That's incredible. That that story reminds me of, truthfully, the whole book of Esther, the whole story mm. of Esther. Oh, man, yeah. Um, I just keep thinking about how Esther was used because she was faithful. So good. And we know that, you know, in that story, Mordecai tells Esther, like, God's going to save his people regardless. But Yeah, so true. But do you want to be a part of it? Yeah, so true. So that's amazing, this Romanian missionary. Yeah. I've never really thought about Esther and connecting to this, but that is so true. You know, he could have just said, nope, I'm not doing mm-hmm. this. I'm done. I'm going home. You know, he's he's he not Romanian. He completely Yeah, he's American. Left. He could have said, this is too much. Mm-hmm. You know, this is obviously, we've hit a, we've hit a brick wall. We're done. You know, I'm going mm-hmm. home. But continued on through. Yeah, that's a that's a great connection. Okay, let's get real. And I I have to do that every time I, I think about these stories and that's that's the part where I have to look at myself and say, What would I do? Yeah. And and where am I right now in in my walk? Am I truly trusting God? Yeah. Am I trusting that he's going to see me through the hard times? He's going to see me through the roadblocks or the barriers. Am I, or do I throw up my hands and say, oh, well, Mm -hmm. God failed me. I'm done. You know, it, do I let things become bigger than my God? Because that's really, you know, when the government comes in on us or, you know, things like that happen, do we just say, wow, you know, it's over. God, God can't handle this. This is too big for him. You know, and I, I don't know. So that's my, okay, let's get, get real. You know, am I, am I praying for that boldness? Am I praying for that faith? And am I praying for the open doors Mm -hmm. and to see them and to really trust God in them to say, yeah, okay, God, I'm with you. Let's, let's do this. I can't see where we're going. But I know you still got the wheel, and I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think at, at that point, if we pray for open doors and to see them, it then takes another step to say, I'm going to be obedient to that. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Esther and in this Romanian story, there's there's a turning point where the Lord reveals a piece of his plan and says, are you going to come on board with me? And so at that point, each of us have the option to choose to obey or to not. Yeah. And so true. So that's kind of a challenge for me, I think. Yeah, we know God is going to get it done no matter what. And we get to accept the invitation, that invitation to Mm -hmm. stay faithful when it gets challenging, when things get difficult, and when we're 
what feels like stepping into situations blind, are we going to continue in faith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's it. You know, because when you look back at your life, of course, and again, I I jokingly said this, but I am quite a bit older than both of you. <laughs> you know, I can look back on my life. I I have to, you know, really be honest and say, okay, where did where has God let me down? He's always been there. And, you know, I've been through some hard times. Uh, there's been some struggles. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been fun in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, excuse my language, but they suck. I mean, they're not good. And, uh, but he's... He saw me through it, and I'm here today. And I, and I think sometimes I did it well. You know, sometimes I hung on to him. Sometimes I didn't. But the reality is, when I hang on to him, growth happens. Yeah, my faith increases. So true. And yeah. I learn that okay, the way to do this is to trust him. Mm-hmm. And man, back to your Esther thing, Peyton. That's you know the Esther story. That's it. You know, you look at that story. How many times over and over again? Did she have to trust? Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you know that's and that is that's my that's my question for myself. That's the get real is, ooh, how am I doing with that? Yeah, and I think that question is so important for us to ask as we are wanting to grow in our faith because we see in James it's not just simply about listening or reading the word, but it's taking it a step further and doing what it says. Amen. And I think that really challenges me to want to pray for situations to be bold, to be brought into those circumstances. It's really a reframe, not to avoid what's hard, Mm -hmm. but to step into what's difficult in, in faith, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and pray for the boldness and pray for, my faith to be stirred to continue on. Yeah, boy, no kidding. Yeah, Amen. absolutely. Yeah, and aren't we faced with it on a daily basis? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, in the culture. Every day. Yeah, in the culture we're in right now, it's it's an ongoing. It's just an ongoing task to, uh, to really, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Jesus says. I mean, it's really not rocket science. You want to know if it's a good tree? Just look at the fruit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rather, and a lot of times we do that, we're looking outwards. We're like, yeah, I'm going to look at Brooke. I'm going to look at Peyton. I'm going to identify whether they're a good tree. No, I think that's for me. I'm going to identify my own fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wondering if I'm a good tree, look at my fruit. I mean, is it good? Because that's going to tell me whether I'm, I'm really trusting God and I'm boldly walking into these situations and saying, okay, God, I, this doesn't make sense. But I'm going to do what you told me to do. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. Yeah. Man, that's hard. Isn't that? Yeah. Gosh, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's, we can think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to surrender to the Lord and I'm going to ask him for these situations every week, every Sunday at church. And then you realize, oh, I need to, I need to do that every day. Yeah. And then you realize, actually, sometimes I need to do it multiple times a day many different times a day because if I am choosing, mm-hmm. you know, to do things my own way, it's not going to work. So I have oh, to boy, no kidding. fall in the spirit <laughs> many yeah. a times a day. So that yeah. can be hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so here's the subscript to, um, to the Romanian missionary story. So they did build the building and they have now planted seven churches. Wow. Yeah. And uh, praise the Lord. That, That's amazing. Yeah. And they have just continued 
to grow. And I think he, the last time I checked, he, that missionary is back in the States. I mean, mm. he turned it over to, I mean, he had, he had indigenous leadership, but, uh, well, guys, I think this is a great episode, a great, uh, conversation about really trusting God. Thanks for you guys input. And, uh, I think that's that's my challenge taken forward, Brooke, is exactly what you said. And that's man, I, I gotta trust God more. Yeah. And I gotta I gotta look and and when it doesn't make sense in the moment, I have to remember what foundation I'm standing down on and and really who's piloting that ship. Mm-hmm. What kingdom? Who's the king of that kingdom? And and to trust him. Yeah. Even when it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. All right. Well, listeners, thanks for being with us on episode number two. We'll come back and uh, share with you another great story in our next episode. Thanks for being with us. Peyton, Brooke, good to see you guys again. Absolutely. And uh, see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 5511 Podcast, hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. It's edited by David Wilkinson. The 5511 Podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. To learn more about how you can partner with EEM, go to eem.org, and we'll leave a link for you in the show notes. We'd also love for you to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'd really appreciate you telling your friends about us. So thanks for joining us, and we'll be dropping a new episode every other Tuesday.